Something that we notice a lot in practice is moms being told in the early journey of either breastfeeding or formula feeding that their baby might have an allergy. This obviously can cause a lot of issues, anxiety and confusion for moms. As a mom, you just want to do what's best for your baby. So getting told to eliminate foods from your diet is actually incredibly difficult. I get told that I've got to eliminate the caffeine completely or I can't eat yogurt and that affects their milk because a lot of people would think that any sign or symptom that your baby has is going to be a specific allergy to something. Seeing your baby cry and not knowing why your baby is crying and then not knowing what I should eat and what I shouldn't eat has such a negative impact. If we can recognize how vulnerable moms are and make sure that we are setting up moms for success in this early period. Really, really important to really speak to someone who's an allergy specialist so that the proper symptoms can be looked after. I think I can't stress that enough. Hi everyone, welcome to Let's Talk Baby and this is another opportunity to just share some insights from our wonderful experts and I am Kath McGaw, I'm a pediatric dietitian. I'm joined by my co-host Dr. Jenny Rose who's a clinical psychologist. Hi Jenny. Hi Kath, thanks for having me again. It's awesome. I love these times together. And today we have the privilege of being joined by Dr. Tulja. She's a pediatric allergist and a good friend of mine too, and such a voice of sound reason. So today we're going to talk about a few things around allergies. As we were talking earlier on before we started the podcast, we just realized what a vast topic it is. So we are going to try and just simplify one or two aspects that can really help you on your early journey when you are feeding your baby. Hi, Tulja. Welcome to our podcast. Hi, Kath. And hi, Jenny. It's so lovely to be joining you both today. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. So let's just off, let's just get going. And um, Tulja, something that we notice a lot in practice is moms being told in the early journey of either breastfeeding or formula feeding that their baby might have an allergy. And then they either are told to change milk or told to eliminate certain foods from their diet. And um, this obviously can cause a lot of issues and anxiety and confusion for moms. So Jenny is going to just talk to us just now a bit about that. But just from your point of view, um, what are the signs and symptoms we should be looking at before we just start um, changing milk or eliminating foods from a breastfeeding mom's diet? Okay. So, you know, as you said, Kath, it is really a problem um, not so much for baby, but I think for mom, you know, when, mm. because when you, when you have a baby, everything is so new and you get told so many different things from people. And um, as a mom, you just want to do what's best for your baby. So, mm. um, you know, getting told to eliminate foods from your diet is actually incredibly difficult. We, we consider and we think it's quite easy, but it's really, really, really difficult to really do that. Um, and it then starts having a negative impact. And Jenny can touch on that on mom's emotional state, her nutrition. Um, um, that's firstly a big problem. But also, you know, in terms of whether or not it's necessary for baby. Now, that's another problem um, because food allergy usually is the one reason why we would eliminate it. And uh, food allergy often we find is 
kind of um, poorly understood uh, because a lot of people would think that any sign or symptom that your baby has, um, you know, is going to be a specific allergy to something and then start investigating and looking at, okay, well, what did I eat in my diet for my baby to have that? So it's very important to be very clear of this is what goes on with baby. Now, here's the confusion with babies, right? Is that as adults, when we eat something, we're going to go to the doctor and say, I had hives or I had a rash or I had a runny tummy. And your baby's just often going to either scream or cry or wake up in the middle of the night. And often you actually have no clue what's going on. And a lot of babies, you know, their immune systems are still growing. Their guts are still growing. So they might be unhappy for various, various different reasons. Um, so very important, really, really important to really speak to a professional like yourself or someone who's an allergy specialist so that the proper symptoms can be looked mm -hmm. after. I think I can't stress that enough because mm -hmm. anytime a baby has a bloated tummy or a runny stool or a change in the color of the stool or the consistency of the stool, all of these things, yes, can be a symptom of a potential reaction to something, but they can just be your baby just growing and just developing and just a sign of an immature gut. And really, it's kind of very tricky with newborn babies um, because sometimes symptoms of a specific allergy can overlap with symptoms of simple gut immaturity and simple colic as well. Um, often what I do with these babies is I look at a family history. I think a history mm. in a newborn can't be stressed enough. Or when mom comes and says that, you know, my baby had cradle cap when they were born. Um, my previous baby had a peanut allergy um, and now has eczema. I had asthma as a kid, or I have really bad hay fever. Um, dad has got some hay fever as well. Um, there's a cousin with a milk allergy in the family. Now, this all tells you already that there's a atopic risk in this baby, and we need to be careful with food allergies. Versus that mom who just says, well, you know, my baby just had a few red spots, um, is generally unhappy, um, you know, in the middle of the night, has a lot of gas, um, you know, the poos are quite stinky um, and, um, you know, there's no family history of allergy. Then in that case, I would generally tell the mom, you know, there's no need for elimination or often as an allergist, you know, I would do a thorough assessment of the baby and then... Mm. Depending on my uh, assessment, maybe do a skin prick test. You know, the common foods that often moms get told to or read that they need to eliminate. Number one, cow's milk allergy. And we always mm -hmm. talk about how, um, how important cow's milk is in the diet of a baby, in the diet of a mom, but also how bad a rap it gets, you know, in terms mm -hmm. of the first. First sign of a problem, we want to eliminate cow's milk from the diet. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, it's it's not really a clear-cut answer mm -hmm. because, you know, you, you might get one baby who, you know, might present with red bumps or hives when mom has milk in her diet. You might get another baby who might have been born with cradle cap and now the skin gets exacerbated um, or you have specific areas of the skin where um, kind of the eczema can flare. And we usually look at flexures and the trunk and the body of the baby. Um, and some babies might have a significant reaction, you know, where mm -hmm. you can swelling around the lips, swelling around the eyes. 
Um, I would say by and large, you know, the gut issues are something that's extremely, even for me as an allergist, extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know how you feel, Kathy, because often mm-hmm. mom's baby cries and screams, um, you know, when I put milk in my coffee or if I have like mm-hmm. a, a mug of Milo. But mm-hmm. I sometimes find it's really difficult for me to decide, okay, well, is this baby reacting to milk or is this baby just having colic? And is the mm-hmm. cow's perhaps just heavy in the diet and the gut and is mm. the baby just and not able to digest it so I think mm. it's really for moms to know that there's such a wide range such a massively wide range and mm. a surefire way would be an allergist doing a skin prick test which we do for cow's milk and I often do it to the reagent of the cow's milk and to a spot of fresh cow's milk and um, and then, you know, and this, again, must be done with a professional where mom would eliminate milk maybe for two or three days. And then we see, is there an improvement? Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's no improvement, then you know that this is not a food you need to be eliminating. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we can talk from experience as well, mm-hmm. apart from being, um, uh, you know, a professional with moms that, you know, it's, seeing your baby cry and not knowing why your baby is crying and then mm-hmm. not knowing what I should do and what I should eat and what I shouldn't eat has such a negative impact. And mm-hmm. I have moms tell me that coffee is my saving grace during my pregnancy. <laughs> and, and when I'm, I get told that, you know, I've, I've got to eliminate the caffeine completely um, or I've mm-hmm. got to eliminate milk completely, or I can't eat yogurt in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I become constipated because, you know, I've got such mm-hmm. a restricted diet and then that affects their milk. And, you know, mm-hmm. postpartum is real. I'm sure you both have so much experience mm-hmm. with moms with that it's, it's, it's quite a problem. So, I, you know, my real advice is always a professional needs to really sit down with mm-hmm. you and your baby. What are the symptoms? What's going on? This is what we're looking out for. Because babies have so many rashes. You and I have talked about mm-hmm. that so many times. That mm-hmm. They're not necessarily an allergic reaction. It could just be mm-hmm. the image of the baby, sweat, mm-hmm. this is a reaction, redness, mm-hmm. and now you know it gets mistaken for a skin allergy or a skin allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... I really like your approach and uh, we you often say to moms on on kind of this forum you've got to always take a moment to just pause and ask yourself what's going on you know when you get advice on Instagram or cut this out or your your P tells you to to cut something out just ask questions go that extra mile and say why because sometimes I think as healthcare professionals we're desperate to help and we it's it's often just a maturity it's just a growing um, but if you are concerned, just seek out someone who's pediatric, obviously qualified, but also who has a good insight into allergies and a pediatric allergist would be the best. So if you find in yourself eliminating like loads of food from your diet, it really would be a good idea to go and seek the help of a pediatric allergist so that you can just get proper guidance. Because Jenny, just coming to you now, when a mom... Um, is in the first stages of those kind of first six weeks to three months. And she's, you know, going through a lot because it's a new baby, whether it's her first or second, you know, it's still getting to know this new little person. What sort of impact can um, advice um, like eliminating a whole lot of food from your diet have on a, on a new mom um, or a mom of a new baby have? 
Yeah, Kat, I think it's such an important topic to be chatting about because I think we underestimate how vulnerable moms are in that postpartum period. And the research is certainly showing us more and more um, how rife postpartum depression and anxiety actually is. And what that means is if we scale it back two or three steps, what we are actually saying is that these moms are highly vulnerable at this time. That period immediately after birth and those first couple of weeks and months are so critical in determining a mom's state of being. And I think there's so many reasons for that. Part of it is simply because when the baby is finally here, the whole world, including mom, is operating and functioning around baby. And mom kind of just has to be part of the process, but sometimes can get lost in the process. Mm. And so I think if we can recognize how vulnerable moms are and make sure that we are setting up moms for success in this early period, we want to make sure we have ample support. We've got the healthcare practitioners on board anyone involved, pediatricians, gynees that are doing follow-ups, friends, um, the clinics that the babies are going to, everyone that is involved is just mindful of what an impact anything can have on a mom's state of being in those early days. We know that very often, especially for first-time moms, there's already so much anxiety, self-doubt, questioning that comes into the process. So mom is already a little bit vulnerable around their own confidence and their own abilities. And when you then throw mm -hmm. into the mix something like perhaps something you are doing is contributing to your child not being okay, it just can send a mom over the edge because the amount of guilt that moms feel in that moment is completely heightened. And while we know as the professionals working with these moms, that this really isn't something that should be about attributing blame or, you know, moms mm. responsible in any way. We know mm. as moms, and I know as a mom of a child that had a caramel protein allergy in the very early days of a prem baby that really struggled, um, I know what that is like. And I also hold in mind exactly what you've just said, Tulja, around you know, sometimes in these early days where it is so hard and there is so much self-sacrifice, we are giving up sleep, we are giving up sometimes even showering on a certain day, we are giving up being able to see friends, to do things for ourselves, we are completely self-sacrificial for this little baby. And now someone's asking us to give up something like tea, in a milk in your tea, which is mm -hmm. the very thing just getting you through. It feels like that one little piece of something that is for you in the day. And so often that in itself is just such a difficult thing. And it seems maybe quite simple and, you know, not a big thing. But for a mom that's struggling, these small changes can be enormous. And what we know is that when a mom is anxious or overwhelmed, without a doubt, the child is attuned to that as well and will pick up on that anxiety. And so without realizing, we are inadvertently allowing the child to be exposed to that anxiety. And then that, for example, implicates feeding. And that's a child that then won't latch or um, has difficulty feeding. And that stresses mom out even more. So there's this mm -hmm. very complex cycle that perpetuates. And one of the easiest ways to combat that is simply by ensuring that we hold these new mothers, that we support them, and that we offer good, solid advice that is really mm -hmm something that is going to be worthwhile and isn't just throwing every option at the mom around changing formula, eliminating this and doing many different mm -hmm. things in an attempt to try appease 
what is maybe a difficult child. Mm. I love that, Jenny. Yeah. And what I love, Jenny, is when you said setting them up for success. Mm. Uh, because, you know, a lot of the time when moms are really scared because they read all this stuff and they see all this stuff and they get told to eliminate foods from their diets, you know, um, apart from the emotional, social, economic impact, um, you know, moms don't realize that it actually does have a negative impact on your baby. Because when you're eliminating all these foods from your diet and you're taking things out, you know, research has proven, and we've talked about this on so many forums so many times, that exposure is actually good for baby. And I, mm. and that's we mm. used to power moms to make them realize that, you know, when your baby's crying and it's a bit of colic and you feel terrible and you think that, you know, perhaps I should stop having these things when I'm breastfeeding. Maybe, you know, I might be doing something bad for my baby. I say to them, I flip it around and say, well, actually, if your baby doesn't have a cow's milk allergy, we've proven it, we've done this test, you're actually doing something bad by not having your milk. Apart from the Mm -hmm. fact that entire social mental um, impact in your life Um, you know we know that babies Mm. do better and they tolerate foods better in the immune system if they're exposed to these foods earlier so you know Mm. as part of setting up for success thing it actually is good when you push through with foods with babies Um, and you know that's why Kat the first question you asked me is really even as an allergist I find it so difficult to answer because Mm. You never know when a mom is asking you these questions, okay, just, you know, by one or two symptoms, you can't actually tell if this baby Mm -hmm. really does have an allergy or perhaps this baby is just colicky. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I'll ask mom all of these questions and I'll say, you know what, I know that your baby does perhaps get more irritable, but nothing really bad has happened. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it could just be the gut Let's push through. It's it's mm-hmm. a long-term gain that we're hoping for. You know, the benefits of your baby being exposed to cow's milk protein, being exposed to wheat protein, egg protein, soy protein through the breast milk. The benefits in that immune system far outweigh the slight mm-hmm. or, you know, the waking up in the middle of the night, as difficult mm-hmm. as it is. And I'd, mm-hmm. there's never a mom who's going to say, I'm not willing to do that if it's for the benefit of my baby, you know. Well, moms would be willing to do anything. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when you tell them stories about, you know, if we're going to cut and eliminate everything out, there potentially is a chance that this little immune system is going to be sensitive to these foods later. And Mm -hmm. we don't want your baby growing up to be a toddler who can't have a cupcake when they go to their Mm -hmm. first birthday party let's let's do this now to prevent it and that's why Jenny when you said setting them up for success because Mm. do what's right for today for the immediate present but we want to do what's right for the baby's future as well Mm. yeah I love that yeah thank you ladies this is such a big topic and we'll definitely have um, you back Tilja to discuss this further Um, And just unpack allergies even further. And I think it will be over a few podcasts that we do that. Um, But yeah, just to sum up, moms, I think really what we're saying here, the three of us, is that be very mindful when someone tells you to eliminate foods from your diet as to why you're actually doing that. And if you really feel that it's something that could benefit your baby, it would be really important that you do it 
under the advice of someone like Dr. Tulja, who's a pediatric allergist, someone that can assist you, who is able to tell you what foods to replace back into your diet, because that's also really important and that's something I do a lot of. And then, as Jenny said, it's really also important to remember what the overall big picture is. And that's why I love um, co-hosting this with Jenny, because she always reminds us and brings us back to what is the big picture. And that is, firstly, you're a good enough mom. And and whatever you are doing is always going to be with a good heart. So sometimes it feels really hard. Sometimes it feels like it's unattainable. But we know and we want you to know that deep down, you're always wanting to do the best for your baby. So thank you, Jenny, for today as always. And thank you, Tilda, for joining us. It was wonderful to have you. And we look forward to definitely doing more of these podcasts with you. And thanks, everyone. And we'll see you again on Let's Talk Baby. Let's Talk Baby.